Who's drinking? <laughs> Welcome to Spirits and Booze. Close will stay on. Thank God for that. Uh, There's like um, a mythologic theory and then there's the scientific theory. And this uh, is a mind blower to me. That gave me chill. Probably one of the most well-known, well-documented cases. It scared the hell out of me as I was a kid. But now once you start to read it, you're getting a little more interested, right? Not really, but okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to tonight's Spirit and Booze. Of course, I am Tanya and I always do the disclaimer of, what do we normally say? Be, be, be warned, we're going to drink. We're going to say so much stupid shit in here. Yeah. Cussing, including cuss words. We're cuss. <laughs> we'll talk about naughty things. Some sexual stuff, but nothing too graphic. What? I will, use, I, will use, I will use an M word tonight. A what? An, an M, M word. word. I don't think you can. I can't. Why? I uh, I don't know. Depends on what M word she wants to say. Are you saying N or M? M. M. Oh, oh my gosh. Now I, I was not like, say I N. don't think you can. No. <laughs> no. Never mind. No. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Carmen, by the way. And I'm Sheila. Amy's not here. She's sick. So we have her fill in tonight, which is... And this is what she told me in my head, because I hear voices in my head. <laughs> it's Alicia. She's not crazy. I'm not crazy. Mm-mm. My doctor <laughs> said I wasn't. She's not on pills either. No, not. <laughs> She's not drinking Mm-mm. enough with her pills. <laughs> are you going to be sober enough to drive? Because if so, I will throw this thing back. Girlfriend, do Why I ever get drunk? Why can't we have adult drunk? sleepovers that are non-sexual? Why can't me we? Me and the neighbor were talking about this. Oh, why couldn't you? I mean, I have. Yes, I can be a sober driver, dear. We were talking about non-sexual friendship, and now you're talking. Okay. Okay. You don't ask me. You said you were going to knock them back. Alicia, what do you think? Nothing. She's down. (laughs) Don't touch her. She's fine. I like her in my phone. I'm sorry. She's my friend. All right, so we are going to be talking about haunted asylums throughout oh, the United States. They are. Not Sheila. Sheila I've been occupied with shit. work. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I'm the slacker today. You're good. Tanya's drinking up. That's why she's not talking. I'm in the middle of my lobotomy. Yep. A little bit of a brain freeze. I have one over here. I'm it just is- sticking to my dozen can of beers over here. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should have you. I mean, really, you said you you couldn't what because of driving, but you're drinking all the beers anyway. You should just God, they're low, there ain't even they're, they're low alcohol. Those. Oh, never mind. Then that's up. but she is a lightweight, so I'm not a lightweight. You're a lightweight. I'm sorry that I can't drink like 500 beers and be perfectly fine like you. But you can't. Sorry, I, this is good. At though. least I'm cheap. In that, sense. I've heard that I'm cheap too because <laughs> I can drink that many bitters too. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Samuel's like, hello, yeah, she is. No, I'm very expensive. (laughs) When it comes to alcohol, I'm very expensive. So we're talking about insane asylums, you know, the very taboo word, insane, um, mentally challenged. And uh, basically what it was like at the turn of the centuries or even in the 17 and 1800s. Just mentally insane. I said half of the room. (laughs) 
more than that because I'm <laughs> telling you, let me. Mm. Huntress is psycho. Oh. I mean, oh, she's sweet but a psycho. Anyway, I'm with you, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> We're all a little crazy, right? We're all a little mad in here. I'm a little, a little country and a little hood today. At least he was like, why did these people bring me here? Right. <laughs> All I can think about is my most favorite line from the Suicide Squad. What? What was that you said? You want me to kill them all? <laughs> I don't know. I think just the voice is in my head. Uh, I, love that one. Yeah. I love that line. It's great. That one's good. Uh, love her. Anywho. So we are going to be talking about asylums and that's an interesting topic in a lot of ways so a lot of places we do investigate or we try to or we would love to is investigate you know haunted asylums old psychiatric hospitals um i have got to do a few in my time thank god i would love to get into Venita, and i will talk about Venita a little bit later because that one i actually wrote about recently in the the haunted route 66 book so it's here in Oklahoma, and it's a huge state hospital that's basically no longer in use. So there's all these buildings sitting there just empty, which is amazing. Hopefully you guys are just watching for comments and not playing on your phones. Sorry, my friend Ashley's texting me. What? Man, she just turns <laughs> up the phone. <laughs> Sorry. That was because of Carmen. She told me to turn it up earlier. Sorry. Um, and everybody's messaging me, of course. So, anywho... Um, so asylums, and, and it's actually ch- changed a lot how asylums, you know, used to be and how they are today. Of course, healthcare still sucks. Mental health care, right? Still sucks. It's horrible. Um, a lot of the stuff, even that, that when I was researching, I found that basically people are admitting their own family into the prisons just to get them help because there's just nothing out there that helps anymore. Mm-hmm. And we've always, you know, had mental health issues anytime, you know, human humanity's been around so some of the stuff we're going to talk about um is basically some of the things that changed here even in the u.s so this week this is going to be a two-part part talk this week we're going to focus more on like stuff that's happened here in the united states and then next week we're going to go more into worldwide kind of talk and we're going to bring it all a little bit together because it's a big enough subject i think it covers Definitely two two podcasts. I'm burning up. Now. I feel like a lot of the <laughs> situations that we're having here with mental health care in the United States are probably about the same as everywhere else. You think so? Yeah, but I mean, even in some cases, it's it just depends on where you're from and how it's treated. Yeah. So even when you look back to America's history and the, the things that happened here, even up to just, you know, 40 years ago. It's insane. Some of the things that we did right here to our own people. I it's literally nothing short of prison camps or sterilization. You yeah, know, everything. Lobotomies, all that everything shit. that was done. And, you know, Oklahoma actually was the second place in the United States to have a lobotomy done. We're on the charts and we actually were considered the, the hospital up in Veneta was actually considered one of the best mental asylums in the United States at that time with top-rate doctors, yet they were doing hydrotherapy, electroshock therapy, lobotomies. I mean, the list goes on and on, and the just the way that even the facility looked was deplorable. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1950s, one of the, the journalists for the Oklahoma City paper actually went in there and 
did a whole write up and documentation of what happened. What is funny? I, nothing. I, I was just looked over there. I was like, am I saying something? Am I drunk that far? I'm not drunk yet. I'm just hot. Um, but a journalist went in and basically wrote about how these patients were treated. So they're talking about patients that were kept in a room, butt naked, up against the wall, curled into a ball day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Some of them hadn't even been outside in over a month because they weren't staffed enough to watch these patients and to keep them, you know, safe. So it's just imagine not going outside for over a month, like even over a day. If I don't go outside, I'm like, holy cow, I feel like I'm a caged animal. And that's basically how they were treated. We're like caged animals. I, I think they were treated worse than prisoners. Honestly, yeah. and a lot of the stuff little you find, children, like, believe just being no clothes and sitting in your own feces all day long. I just no gross. It yeah. Well, I mean, it and happens in nursing that, homes right now, but and the people that work there, at least they're clothed. Like, they're not not always. They're like, oh well, it shit happens, and it's like, whoa, you know. Well, with in some of the stuff, I mean, even when when I was writing about Vanita, a lot of the stuff that happened there. So in that facility, they had so many residents and patients at the time. Wait, what facility? At Vanita. Oh, okay. The state, Oklahoma State, one of the Oklahoma State mm-hmm. mental institutions. Um, they had so many patients, they didn't have enough caregivers. I guess I should just, I think I'll start off with Vanita. I'll just kind of give you guys a rundown. So Vanita opened, and Vanita's up in the northeast part of Oklahoma, almost on the border with, with Kansas, Missouri area, um, just north of Miami. So there is a huge hospital up there. It's sitting currently empty. Uh, there is another facility close by that took over, but they have probably close to 15, 20 buildings, huge, just sitting empty. So when Griffin down in Norman became too overpopulated, they decided they needed a second facility. Do we have a question? No. Okay. Um, They decided they needed a second facility. So what they did is they built one up in Vanita. Now, Vanita is a hole in the wall town. It is tiny. Yeah. There's nothing there. There is literally nothing. Um, If you're from Vanita, I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't have shit. You do have a haunted hospital, though. That's Um, it. That's it. And some haunted downtowns, but that one's definitely. Gas station. Um, maybe have a Williams maybe. grocery store. I don't know. It's pretty high up there. Maybe. Um, but what they did is they actually had a special train that the would take these patients <laughs> from Griffin Memorial and they trained, took a train ride up into Benita and it was a special name with it. It was a special <clears throat> track area. They had to get off the train about a mile away from the facility and they had to walk. Now, if they were old, decrepit, or whatever, they could ride in a wagon, but most of them had to walk up to this facility. So they started the facility there, and then it started to kind of grow from there. Now, most of the town was employed at the facility, of course, because it was a small town. But to be employed there, you had to live there, too. And they worked 13-hour days, six days a week, and half a day on Sunday. So you think your job this week's been bad. These people had to work every day, 13 hours. Don't complain, Sheila. Half a day on (laughs) Sunday. They had half a day off a week. (laughs) They had to live, shop, everything on that facility. They, They weren't really allowed to, even the workers were not really allowed to leave much. Okay, so 
everybody stayed there. And then slowly it began to grow and they built more and more buildings. And it became almost a town of its own. Literally, they had actually at one point some of the best cattle. They raised some of the best cattle there. They had them grow their own food. They had their own literally their own plants stuff that i mean like they working wouldn't have plants. to if they couldn't leave but they they did it i mean they literally had the workers work in it and and the patients that would work in it so there are stories about vanita that there's so much i, I really need to go dig up literally about this place people were admitted there and never heard from again Family members can't find them. There was supposedly a fire that destroyed most of the records. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> there is one story about a mother who had admitted herself in for depression. Mm-hmm. She went in there on her own accord, self-admitted, and was there for two years. The family tried to see her, tried to get her out. They weren't allowed to. They weren't allowed to see her, anything. And then finally, the family threatened to bring the sheriff's department in. And then all of a sudden they deemed her well enough to leave. Well, it turns out Mommy Dearest was a really good cook. And guess what they had her doing? Cooking. Free labor. That's what they did. Free labor. So they kept people like this in there, uh, basically against their will, denied them family, denied them anything. And most people, if they did have family put in these institutions, they never heard from them or saw them again. Some by choice, some by not choice. Yeah. So... Back in the days, and this was even before Vanita started, it was a little bit prior before that, the United States passed a bill to start building some really large facilities around the United States. Like Pinhurst and all that. Right. Taxpayer is paying for this now. Okay. It's no longer the privately owned sanitariums. You know, before it was privately owned. You paid these people to take care of your family. Well, now there's a state program. So anybody and everybody could go. So people are just dumping off other people, their family members, everything. So the law back then, anybody could be admitted against their will. So, and it's happened a lot with husbands and wives. I'm just going to throw this out there. If a woman wasn't wifely enough, he could admit her. There, there goes me. (laughs) If she, if she didn't obey him or... You know, do her wifely duties in or out of the bedroom. He could admit her. There I go. And that's exactly I, I, most of the women that got admitted were admitted for hysterics. In other words, speaking our mind. Yeah, know. that's me. And then the, <laughs> you know, some of the treatments for that. We'll be in there, there together. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, some other. women may have admitted themselves because the treatment for that was, you know, taking care of business. That's how they treated it. Yeah. They, the, the doctors would uh, take care of the business, take care of the business to make the women mean? calm down. What do you mean? Having sex with them? No, no. Vibrators. Oh Basically having sex yeah. with them. <laughs> they actually have. And there are, I've actually been to a museum and saw an old one sitting there that that's what they used. Was Is, it wooden? No. They were electric. Some were electric plug-in. Okay. This is, and I told you, it's going to get bad. But this is, this is what they did. They, they thought it would be a, something to help a woman calm down. So that's where they called me to help. Right? So, okay. A lot of that actually happened in these facilities. watching this. So. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> could admit you. If your mother-in-law didn't think you were treating her son well enough, 
she could basically take you and admit you and there's nothing you could do about it. They would take you in forcefully and admit you. And she could never tell her son. He would never know where you are. Wouldn't matter. As long as somebody was there to admit you. Got a new one. And that's literally what happened. His people would just dump people on people. And of course, it wasn't most of the people, even in the psychiatric hospitals, weren't psych, weren't psyched. I mean, psyched, weren't mental at all. Um, <laughs> if you had epilepsy, yeah, you would insane. be admitted into the hospital. If um, you were a special needs, you were considered a blemish on the community. You were put there to be hidden, basically, is what it is. You'd be hidden. It's absolutely horrible. You it know, is. What they used to, how they used to treat people back then. It's absolutely so it's, horrible. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, Oregon. Which I don't think it's any better now, though. To it is to an extent. If you didn't have an Just IQ, a if you get IQ, you got admitted. Yes. Yay. Well, somewhat. Keep that in mind for when I read something here in a little okay. bit. But how society te- treats people now... You it's know, almost it's, the same. It's almost the same, if they, not worse, in my opinion. They even put people in there that had, if they were, you know, like half-breds or whatever, and they didn't, they thought that was a blemish. Right. Then wow. they would put them in there for that, too. Right. Anything that would make make the social status look questionable at that point or anything yeah. like that. So. I don't think, I mean, today's bad. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's bad. There's a lot of crap that goes on, but I, I still don't think it tops what used to happen here because we've had a lot of reformity, you know? Um, we have HIPAA, right? HIPAA is the, the Health Protective Acts. We can't really go out and tell you anything about, right. you know, I can't tell you about a patient. I can't tell you anything. But you that, do all the time that, no, Miss Chicken, she doesn't, she does not. Lord oh help God. you, do not say COVID. Could lose the <laughs> licensure over that. Um, but yeah, I, we can't do that. Back then, anybody could walk in. They could print in the newspaper. Oh, look, Carmen was admitted for oversexuality into the psych unit. <laughs> <laughs> that would be in the newspaper, guys. Shit, you got me. That's, <laughs> that's the stuff that was printed in the Hunter's newspaper. like, no. I know, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> There was no privacy, none. Right. And and once you were in there, everybody knew it, and it stuck with you the rest of your life. It was just part of it. So there was absolutely nothing. And then the even what house. you go through, what they do is they'll they'll take you in and they'll process you. So yeah, in psych units, you do even when you go in today, they're going to check everything. They have to to make sure you don't have any self harming whatever. They would take you in and strip you down in front of an entire room of people. There was no privacy. None. They do that in the army. And they would search everything. Actually, you have to willingly do it. You would be tested for any kind of sexual diseases as well, because syphilis does cause, you know, mental things. And that Mm -hmm. wasn't actually a big thing back then. Um, But you would be stripped down. You'd have to shower in groups. You would have to sleep in a cramped room. So a room about this size right here would have 10 women sleeping in it. And you were not allowed out of the room. The rooms would be at certain institutions. Let me rephrase that. The rooms would be locked. The windows would be barred. And, you know. They're sleeping on each other. If there was ever an, like a fire breakout, people are going to die. And that's actually what happened to uh, Scott Fitzgerald's wife, Zelda. She died in a menstrual institution in a fire. Because they couldn't get out of the rooms. They were locked in. That's insane. So all of this stuff is what's going on. Um, and of course, back then they wanted everything to look nice. So they made these huge 
structures to be fancy and big gardens and everything that just miraculously, you know, manicured lawns and this woodwork. But then they crammed all these people in these rooms and mistreated them. But on the outside, it looks grand and, you know, and and beautiful. And it actually, what it did, are you guys looking for questions still too, though? There's nothing. Okay. What they actually did is it actually spiked tourism at that time. What? Yeah. Let's go visit a mental facility. I mean, I guess we do it because we're ghost hunters, but you know. But in the day, they (laughs) would go. working ones. (laughs) They would go take strolls around the loony bin with the patients, just walking around the yards, walking through the gardens. Right? Sounds like a great time. Hey, let's go have a picnic and take the kids. Right? Well, someone's over in the corner taking care of business with themselves. We're going to go to Griffin and we're going to have a picnic with the girls with some patients. Um, I mean, you don't have to have them with the patients, but there is a graveyard that's unmarked out there that you can go. Didn't know if you knew about that one. But anyway, yeah, you can't really go walk around the grounds. They'll have security on you real quick. But Griffin is, is very haunted and it's very active to this day. Lots of stuff still still going on. In that building. It's, it is creepy at night. The church is still pretty creepy, too. But anyway, asylum tourism. So, yeah, people would go out there and take strolls along the gardens. <laughs> um, I talked about this, talked about this. Oh, other thing, mandated diets. Now, don't get me wrong. In the medical field, yeah, we have mandated diets, too. We got people that have diabetes. You can only have certain, you know, amount of carbs and sugars and blah, blah, blah. And you know, renal diets for people that are having kidney problems. In the mental institutions back then, the doctors believed that if you ate anything that was spicy or over too much, it would send you into fits. So they gave them bland food with no spices. I'm in fits all the time then because I'm always eating spicy. (laughs) Why are you throwing fits, Sheila? (laughs) I think that's what's wrong with my kid. She eats it all the time, too. Um, but I yeah, they fit. weren't allowed anything. And even in some reports where some reporters um, snuck in and did undercover work back then, which back then it was a danger. If you snuck in, there's a big chance you're not getting out. Even That's if scary. It is. I um, wouldn't even take that freaking risk. Nope. But she reported that she was given water, stale bread and rancid butter to eat. That's all they gave them. That was her bland diet. Wow. So it's it's crazy. Some Who's of this that stuff. reporter? Uh, I have it in here. This was the, it was the one Amy was going to talk about tonight. Oh, okay. Up in the New York, a New York Ellie. reporter. Uh, it was a, we it was miss a woman. you, Amy. Yeah, but it's, we miss you. It's in this too, but and she wasn't the only one. There were a couple of others. But here's also another weird twist, and I don't know if you guys. I'm trying to think of the name of the one asylum movie where. I don't want to ruin the movie, but a doctor goes in and they're, he's basically following another woman that he had saw in another institution. Oh, God. You know what I'm talking about? about. Yes. It's such a good movie. movie. It's so, I'm going to have to run it. Anyway, it's basically the patients are actually acting like the workers and the workers are locked up in a cage in the basement. I cannot even remember the name of that. And I remember watching it and I'm like, what the hell am I watching? It is such a good movie. It's one of those things. (laughs) It's a mind twist. That you're like, what What? the hell am I watching? But I got to finish this. Yes. You know, and then at the end, it's like, oh, just like Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. But this, but it was a good movie. It was really good. And you went at the end. It was just like, oh, holy crap. It's Um, almost like Ratchet. It was based. 
Yeah, it was based off of some of this because back then there weren't uniforms. So you wouldn't see the nurses in the white dresses and you wouldn't see the scrubs and all of that. The the people that were working, why didn't you pop them before you came in here, goof girl? I'm waiting for him to mute me. So back then, they would actually dress the same. I mean, the patients and the staff, you couldn't hardly tell them apart. The staff may be dressed a little bit better, maybe. But there were so many instances where people have reported going in and asking people, where can I do this and this and this and finding out later it's another patient. So you couldn't tell them apart, a patient from a doctor. So how many people were working there, started working there that got mistaken for a patient and got locked up and kept? That's scary. It's scary as heck. There was no identifications. There weren't name tags. There weren't clothes. I mean, that would differentiate. So it was crazy on some of that stuff. Um, I jumped ahead because that was the one I had. Um, the other, one of the other things the lady talked about when she was undercover was even at night, all you hear are people screaming all night long. And honestly, I can tell you, even from a that nurse's point of view, brain too, you know, like, good God, you take a sane person and lock them up because somebody just didn't like them. They're going to end up going insane of, of places like this. Um, I but, say those people, and I know there's people out there that are mm-hmm. like this. Okay. Some of them are well, my friends. I'm sorry, but <laughs> they'll be like. You know, just let Grace cry for a little bit when she was a baby or like whenever Cheyenne was a baby. Just Mm -hmm. let him cry for a little bit. And I'm like, literally, I can take like a minute of their crying, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm like, I have to go and comfort them. Right. You know, because I cannot stand to hear the crying because I feel so bad. Right. And it's not like I'm one of those moms that's like, oh, you know, like everything's fine. You know. Come here, don't mommy, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, because I have a heart, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, nowadays you're punished as a mother if you literally have a heart for your children and you don't want them to cry, you know? Yeah. And it's like, why would I want to sit there and listen to my child cry, mm-hmm. you know? So that messes you up as a parent. I can't even imagine being in a mental institution and say you're one of these people that are perfectly sane that's been in there mm-hmm. that got committed and you're hearing these people scream and cry and yeah. what that does over a period of time, even over a period of a night to your psyche, you know, like that's insane. And a lot of them, I mean, there were reports of them even screaming, just kill me, let me die, let me die over and over and over again. This yeah. is what they're hearing. And I mean, it. I can, I've worked. I wonder in, what the suicide rate is at some of these, you know, uh, it's, it's bad when they get out. Yeah. And one of the articles that, that I did come across talked about nowadays, at least they know the, you know, the first couple of weeks, once a person's gotten out is the worst time. That's when most of them commit suicide because they're trying to, you know, come back into society and then they're not adjusting well and they end up just ending it. Um, but even that, the yelling at night, that's sundowning. I mean, that's a classic dementia, Alzheimer's thing right there. It's it's sundowning. Right. So that that happens in nursing homes to this day. Patients walk all over the place at night. We, we've had many that, that have done that. And there's really, nowadays, we can't do much about it. We can put their bed lower to the floor so they don't fall out. We can't restrain them. 
Yeah. Back then you could restrain and yeah. they did. They literally, and some of the pictures of the, you know, when I did the reel I posted, they had special needs kids chained to heaters. Yeah. To keep them from crawling around. That's insane. Nowadays, we like throw them in the floor and say, crawl. You know, we try to get them to, to get that. But instead, they would literally just tie them down. So what they did was just horrific and pure torture. Well, I don't think. Okay, this is no excuse, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they had the knowledge that like the common knowledge that they do today, like nurses there. Did mm-hmm. they have any of the proper training? Um, such as what you have, you know, like, yeah, not all of them. And I mean, even so you have these nurses that maybe go through just a tiny bit of training just to get that job or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, or caregivers, they even have just hands on caregivers or orderlies and they were, yeah, off the street brought in and and not really trained sufficiently. Yeah. And Um, they may be sick psychos. You never know. Obviously they were. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you look. Look back at some of the stuff. And I I do believe there maybe were some doctors that truly believed they were trying to help. But you sit back and you think, how sadistic do you have to be yeah. to do some of these things? Yep. Exactly. They literally think they're going to, you know, throw them in an ice bath and it's going to shock them into reality. I It doesn't work that way. I mean, and of course, they didn't enter an ice pick up your frontal lobe. Yeah, yeah the so. lobotomies right. that change. And uh, first of all, they're sticking it in their frontal lobe. Their frontal lobe is their personality. Yes. And yeah. there's actually some of the stuff I, I some of the other things I've been listening to and I put kind of a few things together is. These child murderers out there. OK, and mm-hmm. there's there are some that would blow your mind. Oh, I, um, I can't hear it. I that I've hear. been listening to lately and stuff. And it's these these young, I'm talking nine to 13-year-old children becoming mass murderers. Okay? Like psycho killers, horrific things. But Imagine what goes through their mind when they do that at that age. Well, here's the thing, though. And I some of them, they're talking about how they have no remorse or even show any kind of an emotion but in a couple of these different cases, it talks about these children, these kids having epilepsy. So what's the correlation between epilepsy and serial killers? Because I think it's the treatment that they received from for epilepsy about at certain places. I don't even think so much it's the treatment. It's if you have a massive seizure, you do damage to any part of your brain. Right. But if you do enough damage to your frontal lobe, it actually changes your personality. It literally wipes out and just to let y'all know tanya's a nurse so. yeah frontal lobe right here guys right here frontal that is your personality right here so if you take a face first into something and it does any damage into that brain part it can totally change who you are oh well, who was that football player that um killed his gr- aaron fernandez he probably took he enough hits to the head. enough hits and everything mm-hmm. to where he just slowly started losing his mind and everything. He like killed his girlfriend or his wife or whatever, you know, and just you lose the moral compass basically. A yeah. Lot when it when it hits certain parts of the, that frontal lobe. So, yeah. And that's the whole thing with like concussions and mm-hmm. everything, you know, like it's it's scary. He had a crap load of concussions. So. So you got to think about how much of that actually played into some of this stuff. Yeah, that's how my brain works. I'm driving down the road listening to serial killer kids. I hear epilepsy. I'm like, oh, is it a frontal damage issue? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm I'm sitting here going, "Mm, do I need to now do a research project 
And let's see how many serial killers had epilepsy or possibly had any kind of brain damage from car wrecks or sports or whatever that would actually change their personalities. Um, So that's, yeah, that's that's some of the stuff that's actually. Man, was he. Yeah, but how much? Man, I remember we tried to watch that documentary, and I got to the second episode, and I'm like, I literally cannot watch this shit. My husband watched it all, and I'm going, no, Samuel, you're a freak. I'm I'm telling you, if you guys were freaked by that, some of these these child serial killers, if you heard some of the stuff they did, I can't even. And it was just like, how could you even comprehend, or even? Phantom doing something at the age of nine. I was making mud pies, y'all. One of these kids was kidnapping younger children, strapping them to a tree, cutting them and beating them. Okay. Back to asylums because I can't take it. (laughs) No more children. So, well, I'm sorry, but the next thing is about children. So children were taken into these facilities as well. Yeah. Okay. And they were treated no differently. There was no different plan. They were electroshocked. They were thrown into cold baths. Here's one of the worst ones. One of one of not one of the worst, but one of the bad things I also heard is branding, and it's exactly what it says. They heated up iron and they branded them, and then they threw cold, wet towels around them. For what purpose? To shock them into normal. I don't know. Them is not going to shock them into normal. I don't know how anybody branding a child. How are they normal? They are not. I don't right, understand exactly. that. I don't understand that. What's the medical purpose behind they that? Had the, like, that's absolutely They literally outrageous. had the theory that this is what, what could be done. Now, some of the other stuff they came up with is mm-hmm. they would actually, now mind you, malaria, mm-hmm. bad disease, no cure at the time. Anybody that came in with syphilis, they gave them malaria to try to counteract the syphilis. Well, you know, makes sense. <laughs> so let's do two diseases that we can't fix to try to beat each other out. And of course, patients died. Now, one thing that did happen in Venita, and this, this one shocked me, okay? Because they did have enough medical knowledge back then that I don't see how they could not figure out what they did was completely idiotically stupid. They took patients and hit them with high doses of insulin and put them into comas Holy shit! to try to get this reset their mindset. They think like, you know, how we turn off our computer to try to get it to reboot. They thought they were going to reboot the brain by giving them high doses of insulin. Wow. Five died. Wow. Yeah. I know there's, of course, massive damage. I mean, you're putting these people into an insulin coma. Their yeah. whole body's in shock. Good luck. Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy. hard enough getting anyone with diabetes under control. We're going to take a perfectly normal, healthy person and all of a sudden hit them with everything we can to literally send them into a coma. So this was some of the treatments they did. Um, children that were put in into these institutions were put in, like we said, if they were disabled. handicapped uh if they were autistic they were put in there if they were misbehaving and not minding their parents their parents could surrender them to the state and put them in an institution that's insane and they would spend the rest of their life there but most of them died most of the deaths were actually children 
Yeah. Oh, because, I hey, it. we're going to get branded. We're going to be given malaria. And now we're going to die as a kid because our bodies can't fight that. I mean, no. And think about all the other mistreatment. Now, we've talked about physical mistreatment. We know there's psychological mistreatment going on. Mm-hmm. You know, people were kicked. They were thrown at food stuff, thrown at them. Multiple rapes. We've had mm. I, I've worked in a facility present day and in, in a home. That took care of patients. Uh, there, there is a facility up in Enid that recently closed a few years back. Oh, yeah. Those and those those patients were moved into private home settings. And I've done some of the private home settings. But one of the stories that came out of there was one of the girls had gotten pregnant. Let's see, I, one of the patients. I can't do it. Or that. some of the workers there, those guys and everything, like hurting the patients yeah. and everything. You creeps. Like, what the hell is wrong? What yeah. the hell is wrong with people? They've obviously you know? damaged their frontal lobe. Like, I literally <laughs> hope you burn in hell to what you did to those people. Like, and that was not, absolutely horrible. It's not. I mean, it, I it, saw that shit on the news. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that the workers absolutely doing it, but also they, it's open to other clients doing it to to I mean other patients to patients too. It's just absolutely insane. Like, Whenever I heard that on News Nine, yeah. I was like, "Holy cow!" And then, Holy cow! Like, mm-hmm. how could you treat another human being like that and think that that was okay and or funny or whatever? Exactly, and laugh about it like no. Wrong person in the wrong facility. Yeah. Um, they need to be admitted. But then some facilities, like we talked about how they have the doors locked and they can't get out. Other facilities would let patients roam freely. You know, one of the undercover reporters. Which is um, still scary. Yeah. A male under uh, undercover in New York back in the early 1900s. One of his reports was he was in the room and he woke up to two guys standing over him, staring at him while he slept. That's terrifying. There was no control. Patients would wander. So... Mm-hmm. And even still, when uh, when and I graduated, some of these patients weren't some of them. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, criminally insane. They were criminally insane, you rapist, know? everything. Yeah. And, hey, let's throw them in a general population with kids, right? right? Um, even and it's not just even those. When when I first graduated out of nursing, I had started down in a nursing home area, and I worked in an Alzheimer's unit. And we had a patient there, a male patient, that we had to give Lupron shots to. Now, Lupron is, if you're having urges, it suppresses them. It's the opposite of Viagra. Oh. Okay? Oh, that's sad. So, Lupron is a shot to keep them so they, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we found him in in another patient's room, in bed, with another patient, her panties pulled down, Alzheimer's old people unit, Right. And the facility knew this guy had these problems, but put him in there in an Alzheimer's unit to walk around with every other patient. What are you thinking? Right. I mean, you're going to let him walk freely with other women in this and you know he has a problem of this. This. I think the state of healthcare or mental care, mental health care will always be a challenge oh, because... Yeah. Yeah, the always. people that are regulating it don't understand what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you have state senators, congressmen, whatever, you know, governors, people even on the board of these places that don't understand what's going on because they don't ever actually 
spend a few hours or even a few days in there to see what's going on, to fully investigate, you know? And And then you have the investigators that are corrupt as fuck, you know? Like, even... I could just go on and on. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, you're fine. But, I mean, it's just like the reporter in the 50s that went up there to Vanita and basically blew that open. Nobody really understood what was going on until he went in there and literally took pictures. Yeah. And talked about how these people were found. Yeah. Um... And of course, at that point, and I can't fully blame staff because government cut back so much. There wasn't staff. You've got one person taking care of a hundred. But that doesn't mean you should treat them like shit, though, and let them sit in their own feces. Agreed. But what can they do? Hose them down. If they're sitting in their own feces, like fucking hose them down. Not hydrotherapy. Take them outside when it's summertime and be like, here. Y'all are getting a fucking bath, okay? <laughs> like, good God. It's better than them sitting in their own feces, you know? It's just, uh, when you have, and you do have certain, you know, you have Think mental patients that sit there. Think about a child worker today and everything. Child, I've had patients have, that stick their hand in their diapers, pull out their poop, and paint on the wall. What are you going to do about that if you've got a hundred of those? You can't hose them down. I know. No, but that's think what I'm about child care workers today and everything. You have one child care worker per like 25 to 10 year olds. You Shelby? Know? You know? Okay, shout out. Shelby in August. You Y'all know? can chime in. Yeah. God, I wish they were listening right now. We only have one viewer. And it's shout me. out. But. <laughs> you. But. You know what I mean? Like. They take care of their children. They can watch them. And I'm sure a lot of them are fucking rambunctious as hell, but they're still watching them, you know? Yeah, but there are still incidences that are going to occur. I mean, it's not to that. Extent, but you can't though. fully blame the healthcare worker at I that time. I fucking blame the healthcare workers. You blame I the do. government. It's the government. It's not the healthcare workers. I mean, there are some that are crooked and they're and they do really screwed up. But there I blame are the some workers. That actually care. But their hands are tired. Shut up. I'm just just gonna go there. But their hands are actually tired when it or tied when it comes to this kind of thing. So like a little bit of rebellion. So I'm going Uh there. uh (laughs) So not you though. Some reform (laughs) did actually occur after, you know, this Oklahoma City reporter brought it out. Yeah. So some things did did reform, but the money's still really not there. And of course now it's a whole different setup. Vanita at one point, and it's right next to, and let me tell you, right next to, like, you can step outside and see the prison. There was a prison next to the psych unit on top of that. They did have one ward they started using for the criminally insane. So it was brought over and they they shared part of that facility as well. Um, but they, too, were a little too lenient because there was one gentleman, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I told you guys that story. About the gentleman who cut his mother's heart out. Good God, no. Okay, so in Enid, because Enid's such a great place. Um, this gentleman, uh, older the man. Shop out the Shelby in August. Living oh, there you know. <laughs> this gentleman uh, lived with his mother, an elderly mother. Okay. Yeah. And he one day decided to just cut out her heart and leave her body in the bathtub. And when, you know, police got there and arrested him, of course, he was marked criminally insane and he was taken up to Vanita. You okay? Yeah, I just have a comment, but go ahead. You can. Okay. How can you tell the difference 
between someone that does something like that, that's truly horrific, and you deem them criminally insane. But what if they're just that fucking psycho? Wouldn't that still be insane? No. It's psycho. You just said it. No. Okay. Hold on. Just listen. Evil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Evil, evil versus psycho. Evil versus criminally insane. Well, you gotta. So, you know, look because at it. I think there is a difference, and I think this is just my opinion on it. You have people that are out there functioning in society. Mm-hmm. Okay. They go home and they literally you know, beat their wives or kill their wives or their husbands or their kids or whatever, you know, and then go and function perfectly normal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you call them evil or would you call them criminally insane? I would call them evil because I think there's a big difference between being insane and being just pure evil. There is a difference. I mean, to me too, when you look at something that's, you look at someone that has even just a, a temporary break or something, a breakdown, or are they just that criminally insane? You know, look, look at Hannibal, you know, genius, but, oh. but monster at the same time. There are so many different versions to that. And even to the point of, if you think about it, are these people, are they evil in their own or are they possessed? But then you could say that for everyone that has ever committed a murder or horrendous crime. That's true. But have you, you, know? have you ever really looked at, um, just, I blanked y'all, just blanked. I see his freaking face. Manson. Yeah. Have you ever looked him in the eyes, like in his pictures, looked at his eyes, looked, really looked at them. They're like, there's nothing. It's just dark. Nothing. I truly believe that man was possessed. I do. Had to be. One hundred percent believe he was depressed. He was. He was uh, just possessed. I mean, look at Ozzy. I mean, Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. He looks like he's possessed. No. No. He's just done so many drugs that he just don't know what's happening. Because that dude's cool as shit. I think it's. I think it's a mixture between. the Absolutely drugs he love did, him. but also <laughs> he the, just looks blank. He's just like the persona of of what his character was for his music. I mean, nothing there. Absolutely love Ozzy Osbourne. I love him. So and hopefully, you know, they don't this. they don't ever see or hear this because I really want Jack up here. I really want to get Jack up here. <laughs> Disregard Sheila. By Sheila. I'm just but saying, he just <laughs> looks blank. Well, there's been so much trauma. To the head with the drugs, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There's probably some frontal damage on there. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to. I'd have to meet the man to really kind of. I don't know. Because there's so much that goes into character when it comes to being in the music industry or movies. That is it really him or is it an act that's just part of true the selling? You I, know. I'm just like. It's I'm what forty it, years later like we're going. still talking about the bat. Oh, okay. I forget about the bat. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's still been, it's still being brought up. Was it a real bat? You know. Um. But anyway, so yeah, that's that's questionable. Um. It even got to the point where some of the patients, because like like we said, once you're in, you're in. It's really hard to get out. It's almost like joining the mafia on a psych unit. So, 
a lot of the patients actually figured out they had to act a certain way to get released. So they figured out if they would mimic and mirror what the doctors was saying to them, say it back to the doctors and agree with everything they said, the doctors would deem them healthy enough to be released. Oh, wow. Now, mind you, a lot of psychopaths out there are extremely intelligent. There's a fine line between it. So how many of those actually got out because they were able to convince the doctors, right? Right. Um, we already talked about each patient. So and the other thing, we talk about health care today compared to what it was back then. At least today, we treat the patient individually. Back then, they didn't. They treated everybody the same. You have diabetes. Oh, shock therapy. You know, you're menstruating. Oh, shock therapy. That's literally what they did Yeah. back then. Everybody had the same thing. But what they actually did was they, they gave them everyday acts, made them go through everyday acts to seem normal and to get them into that normal life routine. Yeah. Right. So if you're a woman, you're cleaning, you're doing dishes, you're ironing, you're sewing. I would have yeah, never, never survived in this time. You know, and they taught them. I mean, even in the 50s, they had books on what to do to please your husband. <laughs> have you seen that shit no god they taught that in high school did you not know this no high I didn't sc- teach all way to the 60s thanks bridge creek for not teaching that no it, it really kind of stopped of around all stupid other shit when all the teach. women in the 60s started taking enough drugs that they, it was like screw this then it kind of changed but back then they literally had classes and it's not just home mech they actually had books and i found these books i've seen these books what to do to please your husband. Make sure your makeup is perfect when he comes home. Make sure you're dressed nicely every day. Screw that. This is you what You know how I woke up this morning? Did. Literally, my hair was like in this crazy ass bun. Uh-huh. Okay. And like my eyelashes, my fake eyelashes were off. And I know that I had like crazy morning breath. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hunter, Hunter, are you going to wake up? Because <laughs> I was so hungover. Yeah. That motherfucker didn't wake up. Oh, he was hungover too, evidently. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had mean, to stroll and I wake up in like my bathroom <laughs> to go make coffee and everything, which was horrendous. Oh my gosh, I had to go to the bathroom and uh, <laughs> it was bad. Anyway, so so this yeah, that's that's what you had to do. You had to prove yourself to be the perfect. I wouldn't wife be a and good woman. housewife. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. So. uh yeah, there, there are a lot of different things. I'm going to, we're getting pretty close to time. I kept trying to watch. Hold on. Where are we? Woo, I'll do Rolling Hills on next episode. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> well, I, I have a few little things written down as to what, and these are documented. Okay. These are documented reasons that people were admitted to the psych hospitals here in the U.S. And this is just a few. I didn't have time to write them all. Yeah. Hereditary. Hereditary what? Just hereditary. If it, it, Hereditary. <laughs> maybe you didn't have the right skin color. Maybe you didn't, you know, maybe maybe your eyes were the wrong color blue. Maybe your one example. eye. Maybe one eye moved a little to the left. Everybody in my family has brown eyes except for me. Yeah. Maybe you had a lazy you eye. Have, I, have gray, I have gray eyes. You have gray eyes? Mm-hmm. Oh, when you send her to the asylum, she's got a gray eyes. I I'm also be, the darkest out of the family. Yeah, I can, oh, good I can God. be admitted, admitted for like 75% of the stuff. So, <laughs> um, 
Here's a good one. <clears throat> I have such a mouth on me. I know I'd be a minute. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You'd never get out. Good God. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Disappointed in love. Documented in love? diagnosis. Yeah. There is no ICD-10 <laughs> code for this anymore. Yeah. Disappointed in love. You can be admitted because you're disappointed in love. Menopause. I'm just move on. <laughs> People would be admitted for menopause. Oh, mom, there you go. We're well, sending you to Griffin. I'm <laughs> right on the borderline of that one. Sunstroke. What's it? A sunstroke? Sunstroke. So she got overheated? You could be admitted to the psych unit for a sunstroke. Wow. This one's a great one. Financial problems. Then we're all going to be in the. She owes me 20 bucks. Put her in. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're all going to be in there. Holy cow. Here, oh, yeah. Get this one. <clears throat> Lactation. Well, damn, all women are going like to be stuck After in you there. had a baby? Oh, you can be admitted for that, too. It's in here. Pregnancy. You can be admitted to a psych unit for pregnancy. <laughs> Man. I would never get Also, out. postpartum is oh, another one. Oh, So, basically, mostly women. Yes, and if you notice, it is a trend. Mm -hmm. And men had the power. Mm -hmm. Women had no rights at that point. So if your husband says, she's pissing me off, he can put you in. And there's nothing you could do about it. Literally nothing. So like the other way now, can like a woman be like, my husband's pissing me off? Now we just just cut off parts, you know. Now we just cut off parts. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and for your, here's the next one. A woman can be admitted to a psych unit for neglect or abuse by a husband. She can be admitted because she's being abused by her husband. Wow. Yes, I would wow. like to admit my wife because I beat her ass this morning. Wow. They got some fucked up shit going on. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Seduction. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> she was too sexy. She needs to go. Oh, shit. She, she needs to go. Well, what can I say? You're going to be hung up like this. <laughs> that just reminded me when you said that. That's another treatment. They would tie them to a wheel or a chair and spin them as fast as they could until they vomit. See, it was called I the vomit you machine. you were going to be like this. What the hell? You're gonna be on that the That is of- one of the treatments. Oh the Adams, the Adams family wheel. Right. That's one of the treatments they That's used. That's insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah, Glad I don't live in that time era. Oh, let's see what else. Fatigue. So yeah. if you're tired? Shit, I guess I'm going. Yeah. Oh, here's another one that would get me. Exe- um, excessive ambition. Excessive ambition. If you want to work for too much in your life, or you you know you want to push yourself, Saturdays. <laughs> you, your time is coming to an end. Going. Stop working Saturdays. <laughs> the All next overtime I'm working, I can't do yeah. The next two you guys are gonna love. Dear. <laughs> this one gets me. Okay. For that time and age, I don't fully understand it, but study of the scripture. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, yeah. Are you kidding? If you're over religious, you could be. I guess I won't be going. Put into a psych unit for that one. 
And finally, <laughs> my 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 most favorite beats lactation. Okay, my oh, most God. favorite of all, spirit wrapping, aka a bad experience while doing a seance. I was waiting for I've you to say seance, being horny. So, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm good. All the other shit I'm screwed on, but the seance stuff, I'm good. I'm I was at a seance and I got scared, you know, and I was just, like, just waiting for this word for being horny. <laughs> They, they do uh, well i think that kind of goes un- well oh well i did forget the other one because it does actually talk about masturbation okay that was the yeah. m word they would put you in if you masturbated or got caught masturbating okay Sheila, but you're then they would take care of you <laughs> you know if the man would do the job right then you wouldn't have to have Shout that out problem the- sam sam here's what okay here's what i don't <laughs> And Clint, here's what I don't. <laughs> I'm great. Thank God. Here's what I don't understand. Okay. Here's what I don't understand. Tech guy got it going on. <laughs> I have no complaints in myself. <laughs> they want to admit people to a psych unit for masturbation, but then they want to treat them with it for fits. <sighs> Yeah, that's why I'm like, these people were the insane ones. These people were men. You didn't see psych women. Doctors didn't happen. These were men. The nurses were women. They weren't in control and didn't have rights. But still, but still. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not going to go totally dog men and everything. But because I think. The women in those positions oh, and the yeah. nurse positions and were they, just as culpable. They oh yeah. They the still they still did. And I you got yeah, they're how many I mean that that would be the perfect job for a sadistic person anyway. You've got all of these people that you're getting to tie up, tie down, beat, abuse. Alicia, what do you think? <laughs> Dude, don't <laughs> Sheila didn't just mean to. Her mouth. Sheila She's just like, touched I'm the doll. I'm the haunted her. doll. She doesn't bother me. I like doll. her. I, I, She's I, covering her mouth. She has nothing to say. I do feel, I do kind of agree with what Shelby said when she thought, you know, she sees she could be a protector or she could be a defender. Yeah, she's pretty cool. So, you remember um, those people we were talking about earlier? Not I'm not going to name any names right now, but you know, our conversation. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, we talk about all this stuff that goes on to psych, at psych hospitals, especially back then. And we wonder why they're one of the, the highest beamed areas for, you know, ghostly activity. So there's so much death. I mean, you've got your death. Well, there's so much tragic death and yeah, unex- very... sometimes unexpected death, you know. And then even when when I was talking about how, you know, the husbands would admit their wives and all of that and they had no say, mm-hmm. I think back to when we went to the Arkansas one and I sit there and had that what 45 minute conversation with that one spirit, literally. I mean, she had manifested. Yeah. And then, you know, we're asking all these different questions. And I literally one of the things that popped into my head and I asked her straight up was, did your husband just leave you here? And all you hear is this well. Oh, God. And then other teams that went up after us heard the same thing. So she's probably the she one was that, probably, that came to me and made me start crying like a big baby. Probably. I mean, she was very it was a very emotional kind of thing. And so 
a lot of that did happen back then with a lot of because I just went in that one room and just just immediately started bawling for no apparent reason. That's insane. It was because I don't do that on a regular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. was like, "What the hell's going on?" I remember it was what two weekends ago now that we went to Kingfisher, mm-hmm. you know, and we went to the Sea Mansion, mm-hmm. and it was. So instantaneous. Me and her walk into this room on the first floor mm-hmm. and we're both like, oh, no, mm-hmm. uh-uh, no. Oh, my gosh. No. Like you could barely step into the room and you felt you eyes just, on you. Yes. You felt mm-hmm. just. Just the way that where they energy. held their wake like they is probably where they held the bodies. I don't know, but it was just a so that's wave. the first thing that popped into my head is when you guys said that I was walking in and like seeing. And what was crazy? See, what the thing is, we walked through the back door, and this is at the front of the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what was crazy is you have that room, and then there's two stories, you know. So mm-hmm. right above that room is where I had stuff messing with me. Mm-hmm. If I had a beanie on with like the little poof, Football. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And it flipped it. That's and cool. I was like, it's and I thought I had hit. I wanted to go. I thought I had hit it on something. But then I, as I'm spinning around, I'm like, there's no way I hit it on something because the ceilings were so high. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, you know. But, yeah. Yeah, when you guys were talking about that, I was thinking about the overhauls when you first kind of walk in and that's where they had his body for a while. So it's, we drove by the overhauls last night. Well, the yeah. thing was with the sea mansion, it was weird how they had the house. It's like the back door is the door you go into. And mm-hmm. when you walk in, you can see the two double doors. Like that was the front of the house. Yeah. Because they're, the living room was on one side and like a parlor on the other. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the kitchen and then the, the dining room is all back. What was crazy it about was the way that they had it set. As you remember, <clears throat> we got there first. And then Jayla showed up. And so me and you were taking her around the first floor. Mm -hmm. But we had already toured the whole house. And when we were up on the second floor, there was a room we were trying to go in, but it was locked. I couldn't get in. It was literally locked. I jiggled the doorknob, you know, and pulled it and pushed it. Nothing. Nothing. You couldn't get in. So we're like, oh, okay, well, they locked this because we thought, you know, they didn't want us in that room. All Right. right. So Jayla gets there. We're touring around the first floor and she wants to go up to the second and look around, you know, mm-hmm. so we're doing that. And then these two other people were like, oh, you know, like, and I, I looked at it and I was like, oh, holy crap, the door is open. She's like, yeah, I just pulled it open. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I'm like, Sheila. We mm-hmm. couldn't get this door we couldn't open, get the door open at all. you know, so we're going to have to and go it was back a little teeny mm-hmm. tiny closet room, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was just a ladder straight up to the attic. So, of course, I had to climb the ladder (laughs) and look around in the attic, you know, because I was like, holy cow, what was trying to keep me out of here earlier? You know, me and you. Yeah, it was just it was just her and I. Yeah. And they hid that whatever it was did not want us up. I literally twisted and pulled and pushed and there was no opening. I need to go. I need to go see that place. That'd be great. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. The old buildings outside were behind the museum. Pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I need to go. I, I really, I wanted to go and I just. Oh, and there's something up with the schoolhouse. Didn't get to, so. Yeah. But anyway. anyways, next week, 
We're continuing our two-part series. Isn't it Thursday, though? Is it Thursday? Because you're yeah. gone next oh, week. Oh, yeah. Thursday, working. Probably won't be able I'll to be, be gone here. over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. But um, Thursday, we'll continue our two-part series. Without me. Without me. Without Shira this time. So. Which will Amy will probably be in for that. What time will we be doing that, though? Because it'll be kind of. I got to kind of juggle my day I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that later and post it. (laughs) Anywho, thanks for coming. I don't know of anything else. Can you guys think of anything else we need to say before we sign off? Yeah. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music now. Yes. And all that. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, we are on it now. So tune in. Tune in. But it's fun while you're riding in the car, you know? I mean, make sure your kids aren't in there. crazy ladies. You know? Send us some stars. Do not listen to us with your kids around. Yeah, don't. Um, no, don't. No. I can't do it with my daughters. So, <laughs> my yeah, anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, we're there. All right. We're good. We're going to sign yeah. out. Yep. And see you we'll later. See you all later. Thanks for coming. And she says bye. 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 And you'll see me at the museum. <laughs> oh, my God. I got it.